Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman, member of Avram Golder, and today Masechus Baba Kama Daf Pei Zayin, the eighth parak of Chovel. So the three topics we're going to focus on are when Rebuta exempts a blind person from boshes, Gullus for unintentional murder, Malkus, and capital punishment, as well as all monetary laws. Another Brisa adds, "V'kenei Rabbi Yehuda poet from Mikol Mitzvah Samuras Torah, and so Rabbi Yehuda would exempt him from all mitzvahs in the Torah." This is because the Torah writes the ilah mitzvahs achukim b'mishpatim together teaching koshiyeshnu b'mishpatim yeshu b'mitzvahs achukim. Anyone who is included in monetary laws is included in the commandments and statutes, but anyone excluded from monetary laws is not included in the mitzvahs. Rabbi Yosef, who was blind, commented that initially he would say that if someone would tell him the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, he would make a holiday for the rabbis because he performs mitzvahs voluntarily. But after hearing Rabbi Chanina's statement that one who is commanded and performs it is greater than one who is not commanded and performs it, he said that if someone would tell him that Halach is not like Rabbi Yehuda, he would make a holiday for the rabbis. Because when I'm commanded, I have more reward. If one wounds the minor daughter of others, to whom is the injury payment given? Do we say, Since the Torah awarded all the gains of our Na'aris to the father, he also receives the injury payment since her value as a potential Amaivriya was diminished? Or do we say that he only receives gains such as her condition money because he can marry her off to whomever he chooses, but not injury money since he's prohibited from injuring her? Rabbi responded that the father does not receive her damage payments. Later, Rish Lakish says the same, but Rabbi Yochanan says the father does receive her damage payments where her selling value as an Ami Ivri is diminished. Rabbi is challenged from the mission which teaches that if someone injures his own Evid Ivri, he pays him all damage payments except for Shevis, unemployment, since he owns the servant's earnings. The father should receive the daughter's Shevach for the same reason. Abai answers that Rabbi agrees that the father receives Shevis. And point number three was taught in Abraisa, If one injures his adult son, he shall give him payment immediately. If he injures his minor son, he makes a trust for him. This is contradicted by another Bryce, which states that a father is put when he injures his children. The Gemara answers, Kan Here the second Bryce is where they are dependent on the father's table, meaning he supports him, so he's not high for injuring his child. Tosis explains this refers to Shevis because he's entitled to their earnings. Kan Here in the first Bryce is where they're not dependent on his table. Then we ask, if the second Bryce is where his children are dependent on him, so he's exempt when he injured them, why does that Bryce say that if someone else injures them, they receive the payment and not the father? It answers that the father only insists on his right to their unemployment where it will cost them, meaning where he would pay for injuring them. But but with something which comes from the outside, he doesn't mind. Although he insists on keeping their findings, that is a gain for which they do not physically suffer, as opposed to an injury. So once again, the three points are number one. Rebuta exempts a blind person from Boshas, Gallus for unintentional murder, Malkas and capital punishment, as well as all monetary laws. Another Brisa adds, And so Yehuda would exempt him from all mitzvahs in the Torah. This is because the Torah writes the ilah mitzvahs achukim b'mishpatim together teaching koshiyeshnu b'mishpatim yeshu b'mitzvahs achukim. Anyone who is included in monetary laws is included in the commandments and statutes, but anyone excluded from monetary laws is not included in the mitzvahs. Rabbi Yosef, who was blind, commented that initially he would say that if someone would tell him the halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, he would make a holiday for the rabbis because he performs mitzvahs voluntarily. But after hearing Rabbi Chanina's statement that one who is commanded and performs it is greater than one who is not commanded and performs it, he said that if someone would tell him that Halach is not like Rabbi Yehuda, he would make a holiday for the rabbis. Because when I'm commanded, I have more reward.
Point number two, Belazar asks, a chobo babaskatana shall acherim. If one wounds the minor daughter of others, chabalgalami, to whom is the injury payment given? Do we say, kevin da'akni rachmana shevach ne'urim la'av, since the Torah awarded all the gains of our na'aris to the father, he also receives the injury payment, since her value as a potential ama ivria was diminished? Or do we say that he only receives gains such as her condition money because he can marry her off to whomever he chooses, but not injury money, since he's prohibited from injuring her? Rabbi responded that the father does not receive her damage payments. Later, Rachel Akish says the same, but Rabbi Yochanan says the father does receive her damage payments where her selling value as an Ami Ivri is diminished. Rabbi is challenged from the mission which teaches that if someone injures his own Evid Ivri, he pays him all damage payments except for Shevis, unemployment, since he owns the servant's earnings. The father should receive the daughter's Shevach for the same reason. Abai answers that Rabbi agrees that the father receives Shevis. And point number three was Tatnabraisa, Chovav of no Gadol Yitinul Miyad. If one injures his adult son, he shall give him payment immediately. If he injures his minor son, he makes a trust for him. This is contradicted by another Bryce, which states that a father is put when he injures his children. The Gemara answers, Here the second Bryce is where they are dependent on the father's table, meaning he supports him, so he's not high for injuring his child. Tosis explains this refers to Shabbos because he's entitled to their earnings. Here in the first Bryce is where they're not dependent on his table. The Gemara asks, if the second Bryce is where his children are dependent on him, so he's exempt when he injures them, why does that Bryce say that if someone else injures them, they receive the payment and not the father? It answers that the father only insists on his right to their unemployment where it will cost them, meaning where he would pay for injuring them. But but with something which comes from the outside, he doesn't mind. Although he insists on keeping their findings, that is a gain for which they do not physically suffer, as opposed to an injury. All right, so now we go to Simradah Pezayin, and this was suggested to us by Binyam Michelle from Boca Raton and by Eli Behar from Texas. They both suggested that Pezayin is a golden Pez candy dispenser, golden Pez candy dispenser. So here goes. The blind man who was putter from mitzvahs, who knocked over the golden Pez candy dispenser display, didn't see the girl had come into the store to buy Pez candy with the money she received from getting injured, nor the boy outside looking through the window whose money was put in a trust when his father injured him. Once again, it's emotion. The blind man who was putter from mitzvahs, who knocked over the golden Pez candy dispenser display, golden Pez candy dispenser? That must be learned off. Pez iron. The blind man who was put there from mitzvahs who knocked over the golden Pez candy dispenser display, which reminds us of Yudah exempts a blind person from Boshas, Gaulus, Malkus, and capital punishment, as well as all monetary laws. Another Brisa adds, And so Rabbi Yudah would exempt him from all mitzvahs in the Torah. This is because the Torah writes, Together, teaching Anyone who is included in monetary laws is included in the commandments and statutes, but anyone excluded from monetary laws is not included in the mitzvahs. So the blind man who was putter from mitzvahs, who knocked over the golden Pez candy dispenser display, didn't see the girl who'd come into the store to buy Pez candy with the money she received from getting injured, which reminds us, Rabbi Lazar asked Rav, If one wounds the minor daughter of others, to whom is the injury payment given? Do we say that since the Torah awarded all the gains of her na'aris to the father, he also receives the injury payment, since her value as a potential ama'ivria was diminished, or do we say that he only receives gains such as her kedushin money, because he can marry her off to whomever he chooses, but not injury money, since he's prohibited from injuring her? Rav responded that the father does not receive her damaged payments.
So the blind man who was putted from mitzvahs, who knocked over the Gom Pez candy dispenser display, didn't see the girl who'd come into the store to buy Pez candy with the money she received from getting injured, nor the boy outside looking through the window whose money was put in a trust when his father injured him, which reminds us, it was taught in a bright miyad. if one injures his adult son, he shall give him payment immediately. If he injures his minor son, he makes a trust for him. So once again, the blind man who was putter from mitzvahs, who knocked over the golden Pez candy dispenser display, didn't see the girl who had come into the store to buy Pez candy with the money she received from getting injured, nor the boy outside looking through the window whose money was put into trust when his father injured him. All right, so now it's time for four blah Hazara. Daf Pei Gimel, so the similar Daf Pei Gimel is a pogo stick. So here goes. The boy in the pogo stick, pogo stick, that must be on Daf Pei Gimel. The boy in the pogo stick being chased by a dog, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Ein Tesamabe stated, One may not raise a dog unless it's bound with chains. Bryce adds that one may raise a dog near the border of a neighboring nation for protection and should tie it up by day and release it by night. One who raises dogs is like one who raises pigs and is included in the rabbi's curse for raising swine. So the boy in the pogo stick being chased by a dog jumped past the chamisha dvarim based him, which reminds us, the eighth parak begins, one who wounds his fellow, can be liable on his account for five things, benezek, damage, tsar, pain, repui, healing, sheves, unemployment, and Boshes, humiliation. The Mishnah elaborates on each one. So the boy in the pogo stick being chased by a dog jumped past the Chamisha Dvarim Basin, where a man who was assaulted and lost his eye walked out with cash compensation, which reminds us the Gemara brings sources that Ein Tachas Ein, eye for eye, means monetary payment. Daf Pei Dalad. So the similar Daf Pei Dalad is a launch pad, and we often use a rocket ship. So here goes. The man in his rocket ship, rocket ship, that must mean we're on Daf Pei Dalad. The man in his rocket ship he bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which reminds us the Gemara brings three more sources that Ein Tachas Ein means monetary compensation. One of the sources is the Torah says regarding Eim Zomim, Yad Beyad, a hand for a hand, which the Gemara explains as extra teaching, something which is given from hand to hand, meaning money. So the man in his rocket ship he bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which he named Yad Bayad, about to find a bubble to collect more compensation for regal damages, which are common and involve a monetary loss, which reminds us a monetary collection is only made in bubble, but milsa de shrikhov kis, in a manner which is common and also involves a monetary loss, such as a loan dispute. Therefore, when a person injures another, which is uncommon, damages are not collected, boshas, humiliation, is not collected because it doesn't involve a monetary loss. Although Rav said that we collect damages one ox inflicts on another, we do not for Karen of a tum, which is a kanas, and a muad is an uncommon occurrence in Bavo. Rather, he's referring to damages under the categories of shane and regal, the muadim and chilasinu, where they are considered muadim from the beginning. So the man in his rocket should be bought with the monetary compensation he was awarded for losing his eye, which he named Yad Bayad, about to fight a Bavo to collect more compensation for regal damages, which are common and involve a monetary loss was approached by a man who said he owed him money for the pain he caused when the rocket ship's flames burned his fingernail. Which reminds the brings him out whether one pays for its tsar and pain without damage, such as burning someone's fingernail. Daf Pehe, so the similar Daf Pehe relates to a pe, a mouth, and we use a dentist. So here goes. The poor dentist, dentist, that must mean we're in Daf Pehe. 
The poor dentist who got injured in his hand and was trying to evaluate Tsar by assessing how much he would give to have it amputated by a painless potion versus a sword, which reminds us the Gemara is how to evaluate Tsar by Magomnezic pain where there's permanent damage. The Gemara ultimately explains we assess how much a person wants to give to have his hand, which is inscribed to the government for amputation, cut off regarding the difference in pain between the amputation by a potion, which is painless, and by sword. So the poor dentist who got injured in his hand and was trying to evaluate Tsar by assessing how much he would give to have it amputated by a painless potion versus a sword noticed sores developed because of his excessive bandaging, still entitling him to repu in Chavis, which reminds us, Rava explains that all agree that permission is given to bandage a wound, and the assailant is liable for any resulting sores. But, it's not given for excessive bandaging, where the resulting sores are partially the victim's negligence. Rapido holds that he pays for healing because the repeated word rapo to require a novel payment, but not an appointment. The Tanakama holds the linking of the two payments teaches that he even pays on employment, just like he pays for healing. So, the poor dentist who got injured in his hand was trying to evaluate Tsar by assessing how much he would give to have it amputated by a painless potion versus a sword, noticed sores developed because of his excessive bandaging, still entitling him to repu in Chavez, but only unemployment assessed as a Shomer Kashuim, which reminds us, Ruffus said that if one cut off someone's hand, he pays its value, and the unemployment is assessed as a Shomer Kashuim, a watchman of cucumbers. If he then damages foot, he pays for it, and the unemployment is assessed as a doorman, as he cannot walk. If he blinded someone, he pays the eye's value, and the unemployment is that of grinding at a millstone. If he made someone deaf, he pays his full value, and no unemployment because he can't do any work. Rava asks if someone successfully inflicted all these injuries on someone, but no assessment for payment was made until the end, do we make one single assessment, obligating his full value, or is each injury assessed independently? Dav pay vav. So the similar dav pay vav is police. So here goes. The policeman, policeman. That must be on dav pay vav. Police. The policeman got assaulted who received payment for unemployment, but not for damages since his broken arm was going to heal. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses paying damages for a temporary loss in value. The Gemara concludes that this question is a subject of Malchokes between Abai and Arava. Abai says, no He gives him payment for his major unemployment, meaning his temporary loss of value caused by his current inability to work, and for his minor unemployment, meaning his current loss of income as a Shomer Kashuim. Rabbi says, He only gives him the value of his daily loss of employment based on what he normally earns, but does not pay for the temporary damages. So the policeman who got assaulted, who received payment for unemployment, but not for damages, since his broken arm was going to heal, was grateful he received a Bosch's payment assessed as an aristocrat who lost wealth, since he was a descendant of the Abbas, which reminds us the mission of Pegamama base taught about Bosch's payments. It's all assessed according to the status of the humiliator and the humiliated. This is a Malchokas and a Bryce where Ramirez says that all victims are viewed as aristocrats who lost their wealth. Shambhane Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, because they're the descendants of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. A poor person is not assessed according to his poverty, which would be too lenient, nor is a wealthy person assessed according to his wealth, for the claim would be endless. Rather, we use the above middle assessment which befits descendants of the Avas. Additional opinions are brought. So the policeman who got assaulted who received payment for unemployment but not for damages since his broken arm was going to heal, was grateful he received a Bosch's payment assessed as an aristocrat who lost his wealth since he was a descendant of the Avos. Unlike the poor guy he found a while back who was humiliated when he was asleep and then passed away, who received 
Nothing at all, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states that one who humiliates a sleeping person is liable. Rabbi Abba Barmama asks, If he humiliated him while he was sleeping, and he died in his sleep, and never realized he was humiliated, what's the halacha? Rav Zid explains the question is, is Bosha's payment for feeling embarrassment, and this one died without having any embarrassment, so the assailant would be exempt, or perhaps it's because of the public degradation to which he subjected his victim, and here too he degraded him, although he never knew. Rav Papa explains the inquiry differently. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which stuff the Rumer holds that in terms of Boshas, victims are assessed as descendants of the Avos? That's on Dav? Pevav. Good number two. Which stuff do we have is whether one pays for Tsar Shulbamakamnezik pain without damage, such as burning someone's fingernail? That's on Dav? Pevav. Good number three. Which stuff the Rumer holds that a blind person has putted from all mitzvot? That's on Dav? Pevav. Good number four. Which stuff do you discuss whether one gets paid in damages for a temporary loss in value? That's on Dav. Pevav. Good number five. Which stuff do you learn that it was taught in the Bryce that if someone injures his minor son, the injury payment is put in a trust? That's on Dav. Pezine. Good number six. Which stuff do you learn about the compensation one receives for sores that developed under his bandages? That's on Dav. Pehey. Good number seven. Which stuff does Gamor discuss the issue of raising dogs in Eretz Yisrael? That's on Duff. Hey, Gimel. Good number eight. Which one about Ezra's the kind of that a woman must comb her hair to ensure there's no chatzitza before Tevila? That's on Duff. Pebez. Good number nine. Which stuff do you have a question regarding one who injures someone's minor daughter who gets to keep the injury payment, her or her father? That's on Duff. Pezine. Good. Number 10. Which to that one of Yeshua's 10 to 9 is that one lost in someone else's vineyard may cut his way out? That's on Duff. Pay off. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Yavram Goldhar from Zichu Bashin. A great day and great learning.